0: It's now time for Me and My Roku, and here's your host, Peter Clay! Who's your guy? Peter. So we have a voicemail now from Peter. Not everybody sounds like Peter Clay. Peter was like my brother. This is my brother, Peter. Pete, you are not! (laughs) Peter Clay is here today. Holy crap, it's Peter. Oh, I love Peter. Peter was a sweet guy. Good luck tonight, Peter! Your host, Peter Clay. Well, hello again, everybody, and welcome to another scintillating, exciting adventure with me and my Roku. I'm your host, Peter Clay. This is the podcast where I come in, check in just from time to time, and pop in and go say hello and uh, share with you my experiences in the streaming universe. What I do. I don't tell you what to do, what to watch, or anything along those lines. I just provide insightful little things basically just reporting in. So, Hey, this is what I found out. Uh, does that help you out at all? And then, and you decide for yourself what to stream. I can't tell you what to do because you won't, you wouldn't listen to me anyway. And so it's all, uh, just a matter of sharing and caring and all those good things and see what happens and all that stuff. So the transparency is another thing I like to do here. Uh, as I told you, uh, in past episodes, and if you're here for the first time, welcome, uh, check out previous episodes. I, uh, had a little makeshift office for a couple of years during the pandemic, uh, because at first the little missus was using the office here that I'm in right now. And, um, uh, and that was fine because we needed it <laughs> you know? and, um, I didn't take much to do. I, I even did it on my bar downstairs because that's where the three TV setup is. That's where the magic happens anyway. So let's podcast from there. I did different things. And then I made a makeshift office. And it was fine. It was good. But I got updated my computer. I updated these things. I needed more room. The little Mrs. retired. Uh, not just because of the pandemic. This is like, you know, what's the point of living if, you know, you're just, well, anyway, doesn't matter. So anyway, I took this uh, studio over the office here to make a little makeshift studio to do different things. And so I thought, well, I can do this. And so I got a new board, I ended up getting a new webcam and it's like, I can do this, I can do that. (laughs) And it's like, how do I get all these things to work at once? And it says, I'll I'll live stream while I'm doing the podcast. Won't that be exciting? Or should I live stream and then make that a podcast? And so by paralysis, by analysis, I ended up not doing anything for a couple of days. So here I am, just regular podcast, but I think I'm going to live stream. So if if you subscribe to this podcast on YouTube as it is, which I do anyway, it's just, I just make a logo and I put the audio in and boom, you have, you have a podcast, YouTube video there. So I did a couple of tests on that YouTube feed there. If you want to check that out. And one of them, I start explaining how I got all started into this because we are approaching the 100th episode. This is episode 98, folks, of me and my Roku. This, well, all together. There was, there was eight episodes originally, the classics, I like to call them. And then I didn't do anything for 10 years because I didn't think the Roku was still going to be around. And then here enough, Here, we're 12 years later, it's still here. So I've been going about uh, four years now, two years. I don't know. I get confused. We'll talk about that later of how this has been going on, how long it's been going on. And it seems longer, but is it really? Ugh. So that's going on tonight and just different things. So stay subscribed to the podcast. Check it out on YouTube. Get to see my pretty face and my little setup, how the setup is going here. Check that out as well. And uh, we got some things to get to here. So let's get started. Okay, so as you can tell by the open, I'm excited about doing things for... Well, not just for you. I just like doing it. That's the main thing. And so lots of things going on, including streaming. But uh, a couple of things Maybe you remember. Last week, I talked about uh, spring taking its sweet time getting here. Well, <laughs> it went down and kicked me right in the midsection today. So it is like 87 degrees out, and I mowed my lawn today, and I am just... But I relaxed, watched some streaming, finished up some things, finished up some Star Trek, finished off Picard. Uh, I don't, like I said, don't worry about anything here. I don't tell you what to do. And just because I watch something doesn't mean you have to. But I, Star Trek's is just a big part of my life. It started, oh, way back when. Uh, <laughs> it, it, the stupidest thing ever, I was, I was 18. I was in San Francisco was working at a radio station overnights. And during the day I was bored because I didn't know the area. And I just, just got off the boat from Wisconsin and I'm in the Bay area and I don't know anything. And I watched this commercial for Columbia house. You know, the ones that used to, you used to send them a penny and you'd get 13 albums and all this stuff. Well, they were doing this thing where if you gave them a certain amount of money, they would send you an episode of star Trek on VHS, the original series, Kirk Spock, McCoy, all those guys. And I'm like, uh, that's dumb. I can just go to at the time I was going to Walden Books. Or I was going to all these different places and then picking up an episode, and I was I don't know nine ten bucks an episode, and <laughs> I ended up collecting the whole series. And then there was one I couldn't get, so I had to order it from a place out of Sacramento. Then and then I ended up getting into the Prisoner and then some other shows. I I couldn't stop collecting then all of a sudden. Anyway, so that's how I got my entrance into Star Trek, and I do I remember watching the movies as a kid, growing up and all that stuff. I remember watching the the motion picture, and then Wrath of Khan, and Search for Spock, and the Voyage Home, and all that stuff. And by the time Star Trek Five came out, I was in the Bay Area and I was already watching the collecting the episodes. On. So anyway, that's the little life history that you didn't need to know about. But anyway, so I was I finished up a card, great, fine, it was wonderful. Um, if you watched the first episode and the last episode, everything else in between, eh, you know. Here and there. Uh, but, wow, Star Trek, Strange New Worlds. That kind of reminds you of the original, what Star Trek's supposed to be. Now, don't get me wrong about Picard. Patrick Stewart is amazing. And even John Delancey is Q. And <laughs> I can't—I couldn't help it because when he first came in on Encounter at Fairpoint, uh, John Delancey, if you're an old TV buff, was on Days of Our Lives for years. And I couldn't help thinking him in that role for I. Could, so, but now he's forever cute anyway. So first episode, last episode was good. Um, now I watched the first episode of strange new worlds and I'm done until I think July 7th and I'll just watch it. Cause we got, we got star Wars coming. We got lots of things to talk about. So other things that were going on in the Roku universe, um, I was feeling kind of left out because even though I have a podcast and I'm kind of a big deal, um, I get no special treatment. Like I said, disclosure, disclaimer, I get nothing from Roku here. I get nothing from nobody on that. I might own fractional shares of a couple companies, but not enough of them influence my uh, thoughts whatsoever. Streaming is streaming, investing is investing. And uh, I wasn't getting Roku OS 11. So I was getting notes and all stuff. It's like, oh my, ever since I got OS 11, it's been screwing me up and all stuff. Well, who knows? I might've had it all along. I just happened to notice it today that I had it normally when they do an OS update, it gives me a thing saying on the screen and saying, you know, it might have to restart. This could take a few minutes and all that stuff. No, it just showed up and said, Hey, you're on OS 11 now. Didn't notice a darn difference. And everything was fine. Everything's great. Um, a couple of other things. I think I reported this last week that Apple music, this is how they worded it. And I feel like an idiot, which is, you know, okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm a podcaster, I guess. I don't know. So, I saw that Apple music, the headline was Apple music now available on the Roku channel store. So me, I saw that I went to the Roku channel and I'm like, I'm looking over. And I was like, I don't see Apple music anywhere. I don't, I, when I go to get apps for the Roku, I go to the left-hand side of the screen where it says streaming channels, and then you can do a search and you can pick out the ones. There was the feature and it was in the feature then, cause it just came out. And there I got it. And then logged into my Apple account and boom, Apple Music. Now, how do I feel about music on my Roku? Ever since we've gotten these little devices that we can scream at, it hasn't been a, as big a deal. We don't use our TVs for music much anymore. Not to say we won't though. So I tried it out and it works fine. It's great. It looks just like it does on the Apple TV. So I thought that was interesting. But I don't, I don't know if, if I'm confused, <laughs> whether I've confused anyone else. Did, if you saw... Go to the Roku channel store. Is that where you go to get channels? I I guess they can't call it the app store, but I just go to. If I was going to tell somebody, whether my clients or the little misses, if you want to add a channel, go to the left hand side and see where it says streaming channels. So that's me. That's why it's me and my Roku. Uh, So added that and a couple other things. Counting down the days (laughs) to canceling Netflix. But in the meantime, I am still, have been watching it. I watched, is it cake? And then something where there's a, a baker and an engineer, and they call them Baconeers. And they're in some, sort. I forget what the show's called, but you get the gist of it. And I'm about halfway through that. So I'm trying to finish that because I'm kind of pot committed. And then I watched a show that I really didn't want to watch. <laughs> I was hoping that by watching one episode, I'd be done with it and I was really leaning towards that because it, it started off a little slow, a little. But once it got going, uh, it went. And I just I don't I don't know how to talk about this here, so I I'll say it once here at some point because I I have restrictions here. Or at least I put them on myself, even though this is a podcast. But the show is called Bullshit <coughs> with Howie Mandel. Yes, that's right. Uh, Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a combination of Hollywood Squares and Liar's Club and Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And then the prize structure exactly the, almost exactly the same as Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. It starts off a little rocky. Maybe it's because it's during COVID when they were recording it and howie Mendel's, you know a little squeamish that way. But boy, by the second episode, third episode, howie takes over the show and he has no problem saying <laughs> So three, con- three contestants and one person and a person is asked a question. They give an answer and you have to tell them whether he's giving you the right answer or not. Now, most people then are just saying, no, I think you're lying to me. Not knowing whether or not, do you not know the answer to the question yourself, <laughs> but how he's great. Actually, he really runs out. There's only 10 episodes and I don't know, back in the day, 10 episodes was a weekend uh, for when, back when they did match game and prices, right. And all that stuff, they just did, you know, 10 episodes on a Saturday and 10 episodes on a Sunday, but we'll see. Uh, maybe they'll bring it back. Maybe they won't. Maybe it was just one thing. So look out for <laughs> on Netflix there. So a couple of things then, uh, also took out what took out view it. I've t- mentioned this is not be- any thing to say that view it is bad. Or you shouldn't have it yourself. Uh, I got the little Misses just hooked on paramount plus. So. We can get our live TV news, which was on View It, on Paramount Plus then, so you know what affiliate it is then. So she likes the CBS uh, Morning News uh, locally, and so no need for that. And Documentary Plus, because I've been, again, she's hooked on Paramount Plus. She's finding documentaries there. There's documentaries on Netflix. There's documentaries on Hulu. There's documentaries on Amazon. There's documentaries everywhere. It's a cute network, and I don't know how they're doing it because they should be ad supported, but there's no ads on it. So again, these are two good services, view it and documentary plus, but when we add something, we take something off and that's just how it works here on me and my Roku. So today we're going to do a little deep dive, a little discussion time. I have notes. So it didn't take very long for the clickbaiters to come up with an article since the shutdown of CNN Plus, the complete failure. The I guess this qualifies for a... Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it does. But it, it, there are circumstances involved. It was there was a merger involved with its parent company and the people who were involved in were no longer there. You know what? They get a pass on that. Plus it just gets swooped up into its uh, mother apps there. So it, is it really the biggest deal in the whole world? But <laughs> In the clickbait world, we don't have time for that. So as the surge from stay-at-home pandemic streaming fades, companies are finding that audiences are more selective about what they spend their hard-earned dollars on. CNN Plus landed with a thud, getting shot down within a month of its launch. In the streaming gold rush, many of these services rushed into action without enough content to entertain subscribers. So which service might shut down next? So, that's the clickbait headline and discussion on there. And remember, there's no editor anymore. Really, they, they say, go out there and do this stuff. An editor used to say, hey, we only have so much print, you know, because we print on this paper or in this magazine. It's glossy. It's it's expensive, you know. So we have to maintain an, our time. Now it's just like, do this story and get a good headline and, uh, you know, so we can socially media this and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, all that good stuff. So I don't think any of these here are going away that they we're going to list here. And then we'll go back just to see where we've come from and where we're going type of thing. So things are going to change. That's for sure. We just saw that with the HBO Discovery merger, the Warner Discovery merger. And so right now it says here, HBO Max Discovery, 100%. Uh, chance of survival for five years. So this is what they're, they're going here. Well, what's going to be here in five years? It, it's going to be something else. It's either going to be one app. I d- doubt they're going to come to their senses and keep it I- I- either two or more for that matter. And maybe just put the scripts, the original script shows like the Food Network, HTV and all those and one separate service, which is kind of Discovery Plus anyway. I don't know. We'll see or one big giant HBO max to the maximum. We'll see. So a number one, Netflix odds of survival, 90%. And you'll see that. And you'll look at the, what about the stock? Look at them. Stock and product are two different things. I've said that for years now, it's a fine product. It's a fine service. It is not the fifth biggest company in the whole wide world. It's just not. And it's gotten smacked around for that. And that's fine. Uh, for shareholders, maybe not so much, but you still thought about that, but you were just kind of going in with the crowd, fear of missing out, blah, blah, blah. Just order your $20 Netflix and enjoy a uh, Disney plus odds of survival. 100%. And why would Disney go anywhere? And to them, it's just a thing. They have the brands, they have these, so they have cruise ships and theme parks and movies and a TV network and a sports network. And they have all this and they can put it all into one spot or do they keep Hulu? Oh, we'll see in 2024. Uh Hulu's good for now. And again, like I said, last year it was our number one in the streaming brackets. We can't live without it. And you know, it's one of the things I love getting gift cards for. It's the best value out there with the Disney bundle with Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus. 20 bucks. One Netflix, I get three things with Hulu. But their odds of survival are 5%. We'll see in two years. Five years from now, yeah, it might either be part of Disney Plus or Disney, you know, they, they got star in uh in other places and all this stuff. Do they make one giant network to rule them all like HBO Max? We'll see. Five percent though, that's a little low. It's well, like anything. 50-50. Either will be or won't. ESPN Plus, odds of survival, 95%. Don't know about that, because then what does ESPN become and morph into do they spin it off like some investors have wanted to do for years but they got a lot invested into it now we shall see i don't think it's gonna be called espn plus in five years from now but we'll see uh amazon prime video odds of survival 80 percent. it's 100 percent. they're not going anywhere paramount plus just started we'll talk about that here in just a second they're one year in from being cbs all access I should see when that started, but we'll get into that. So uh, odds of survival ninety percent, snaky good. It's been real enjoyable. Uh, now then, Showtime's odds of survival is five percent, and that's not bad because it's just going to get morphed into Paramount Plus, Peacock. Now these tech nerds and the clickbaiters and all that stuff have a thing for Peacock. Now, in fairness, a lot of Peacock is tied into NBC. And is there a lot of things on NBC that are making you want to morph into Peacock other than the voice and America's got talent. That's about all we watch on NBC. And we don't really watch much of that. The uh, voice, we like the uh, auditions. And then when they start performing, then we're like, uh, then we'll just wait to see who wins. And that's about it. But anyway, back on track here, their odds of survival are 60%. And they're owned by a giant conglomerate, just like Disney and they're not going anywhere. It's it's the, it'll be around in five years. I'm pretty sure. We'll see. Uh, Apple TV Plus odds of survival seventy five percent. I don't see why Apple would let it go. It's it, <laughs> there's one best picture, um, one more season of Ted Lasso, but they'll come up with something else. They seem to at least. Like I said, every time it's the worst that it's going to be. It just keeps getting better. Stars. Uh, I don't know why I talked about stars on here because, I for this very reason, all these that I've just mentioned before, I don't think are going anywhere. It's these stars, AMC Plus, The Great Courses, BritBox, Acorn, uh, Shutter, uh, all these things. They're either going to get morphed in by their parent companies, or they merge them with someone else, or they just become content for other of uh, the big guys type of thing. That's the bigger question uh, when CNN plus shut down is, can you be this little thing that's part of this big thing and survive on your own? Or should you just be part of the big thing type of thing? So, or do you merge with other little things to make a medium to big thing? We've seen that with the uh, carriers. Uh, you know, AT&T, is, was not AT&T, it was SBC, AT&T, and some of these other baby bells, and then they morphed in to a new AT&T. Verizon's kind of the same thing. T-Mobile, isn't you know, T-Mobile and Sprint and all these different things. So, and US Cellular is the one baby bell that got left behind saying, oh, look at us over here, huh? Anyone, anyone? <laughs> so what's the point of all this here? So what I was looking at here is just, I just looked at these things here, and we'll go back to 2016. I know for some people that's a, bad time and all that because of the election and all that stuff. But Hey, we had hopes and dreams and different. There was trends going on and this were the, the trends in 2016. I'll go. I got a list here. Sustainable fashion, venture funding, biohacking, wireless charging, meal kits, vertical leadership, What the hell's vertical leadership, <laughs> cybersecurity, Virtual Reality Filmmaking, Personal Mobility Devices, Cardigans for Men, Accessible Scandinavian Food, Water Conservation, Beacons, Smart Bags and Luggage Tags, Hawaiian Barbecue, Quick Assembly Furniture Delivery, Oysters, Lima, Peru, These are trends back in 2016. Star Wars, everything. I believe that's when The Force Awakens was coming uh, into picture. Celery, the vegetable, the root. Clothing boutique trucks. Rustic bread bakeries. Rustic bread bakeries. Say that 10 times fast. Velvet. Rye whiskey. Oh, gosh, I hope we're over that. We're back into bourbon, I think. Uh, Shark attacks. Off the shoulder tops. Multi-vendor food halls. Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, cauliflower, like cauliflower rice and cauliflower pizza crust. Fantasy sports gambling, thank God we got over that. <laughs> Supermodel photo books and office pods. Well, 2020 killed that. That was 2016 trends. That's a quite a list there, from biohacking to rye whiskey to shark attacks to Hawaiian barbecue. What's not in that list? <laughs> Cord cutting, streaming, nothing. Look at this. Back to this list over here. Okay, when I first started with the Roku, it was Netflix and Hulu. And then eventually uh, Amazon Prime came into the picture. That was the, the, the big three. And I'm just thinking to myself, how long, what was I watching? All these 12 years, different things. Disney Plus started November 19th, 2019. Just six months or so before the pandemic. Uh, HBO max, May 27th, 2020 discovery plus shortly after that peacock, July, 2020. That was during the pandemic. I remember that. I remember, oh geez, I guess I had nothing else to do. Cause I remember getting up early going, Oh, I can't wait to get peacock. Oh, I got to try it out. We're just getting started on this 2022. And so we're talking about these things when they're going to shut down. <laughs> so the, these are the trends for today. And what's it going to be like? So out of that uh, sustainable f- uh, fashion venture funding, we didn't need because of the pandemic. Then you know, but now with uh, the Fed raising rates again, biohacking is that still a, a deal? Vertical leadership, okay. Vertical leadership is most leadership development is focused on adding new tools and competencies, what might be called horizontal development. Okay. However, vertical development is developing, updating, or changing a leader's mindset and mental models, which is equally important. Wow, well, I don't know if that took off or not. Wireless charging, we're still working on that. Maybe it's better than it was In since. Um, I'm still waiting in my accessible Scandinavian food and water conservation, we've been working on that for years. Beacons, uh, Apple's AirTags are out there now and a couple other things. Huh, and we still don't have the quick assembly furniture delivery. So those are the trends 2016 and 2022. And again, the Roku has been around since I got my first one in 2009. We're still going. So yes, CNN, how many other services have come and gone since then as well? I think the big ones five years from now in one way, shape or another are going to be here. And streaming and cord cutting probably isn't going anywhere. And again, it might just be morphed into one, another thing as well. Wow, a fun adventure in uh, streaming cord cutting right there, here on me and my Roku. Kids gather around not too close. Have you noticed that things have gotten a little squirrely again? A lot of positive cases again, not so much hospitalizations or anything like that, but it's just getting weird again. Of course, we got it here, and uh, and we're fine, thankfully, and all that stuff. But just noticing, uh, it's getting a little let's not be too uh, throw caution into the wind here. Let's be a little careful, but come a little closer here. We can have a little discussion here. Of course, as you know, the bandwidth of this podcast and all my podcasts since two thousand five is brought to you by the Internet Archive, accessible at archive.org. But also did you know that the Inter Internet Archive software collection is home to thousands of games ranging from vintage arcade titles to quirky flash projects from Atari classics to MS-DOS games and even good old-fashioned text adventures. The Internet Archive has their own set of special favorites, so check out some of the hidden treasures that their staff loves. Check them out today at archive.org. Check out their blog and see what some of the ones, like they say, Pulsar, Bloxoras... Paperboy, I remember that, Planetfall, that's a text-based game, and King's Field, among others, Plenty Bolo. Uh, check out. So check out the Internet Arcade and their software collection there at the Internet Archive at archive.org. One of the ways that keeps this show free and all that stuff, and I don't have to do advertising or have a Patreon or anything like that, is I do things in the background here. Crazy, enormous things, Uh, probably energy wasting, but uh, the bill isn't too bad. I've been able to do it on my own salary. And it uh, gives me gift cards, and I use that for my streaming devices so that the only thing I have to pay is the internet bill. That's it. Everything else I get is done through gift cards. Some of them are exotic. Some of them are... uh, But one of the, the best ones, the most... Secure one that I know that I've done the longest is com. You go to that site just the way I just said it right there, or the link is on where you get this podcast. I'm looking for four brave souls to kind of help me out with that because i got so much going on here that uh, I, I can't really... do as much as I used to. That's the whole thing. You can help other people then get involved then too. It's not a multi-level marketing thing or anything like that. It's just that uh, referral link. That's all it is. We all do that today. So just check it out today. Uh, Swagbunks.radioaffliction.com. And it helps you, helps them, helps everyone, including me. And the Me and My Roku podcast. And if you're into quirky Flash projects or vintage arcade titles, check out the game section at the Internet Archive at archive.org. Either you run the day, or the day runs you. Okay, news, notes, and stuff. I used to do that daily, but now as we're getting close to 100 episodes, I just kind of hold on to all the stories to have this one special section here to share with you just before I take off. Anyway, uh, just as I was recording this podcast here, Uh, Disney came out with their, uh, quarterly report and subscriptions up across the board and Disney plus Hulu and ESPN plus. The only thing that was down was Hulu plus live, just down 200,000 subscribers, but everything else up, up, up. I did not see if that, what that means or anything like that, but compared to Netflix's numbers, Disney plus numbers were, wow. What does that mean? Does that mean they're better than the other one? no. It just means that maybe things are, are growing now, technically, if you look at the the amount of titles, Disney plus does have the least amount of titles. You would think that with all the back catalog of Disney and all that stuff that they got and all the Disney channel things, Heine, Montana, and all those other things, uh, but, uh, new, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, it's great. It's good for everybody. Don't worry about it. There isn't really Okay, I must have Disney Plus or Netflix and that's it. But if you can't afford both, what do you, I still think the better value is Hulu, uh, but you know, the Hulu bundle, but anyway, that's just me. Uh, Study, 63% of customers believe it's too expensive to subscribe to all streaming services. That's why I get gift cards. I don't care anymore. No, that's, (laughs) no, it's true. Um, I know some of this things that you just get a Roku and everything should be free. But that's not okay. You got to pay for your internet, and you have to budget these things out. What can't you live without? And there's and there's plenty of stuff for free. Uh, I have not checked out Free yet, but I get into a rabbit hole on either Pluto TV, uh, Roku Channel, or Tubi. Every time I get onto that, and for, oh, the worst. I tell you, because I hate this show with the passion of a fire of a thousand suns. There is something, though. About the uncensored Hell's Kitchen, with Gordon Ramsay and all these people just cursing like drunken sailors, it's it's amazing to me. I, I when he goes, he just doesn't tell them to get out of here. He tells them to f off, you know. And this is like, there's something about that that's just uh, just amazingly brilliant to me. I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of Tubi, uh, they had 51 million active users uh, last quarter. Uh, Paramount Plus adds 6.8. So. And then they're also adding in a couple other countries now, UK and Ireland. So 40 million global subscribers. That's still pretty small, but compared to the losses of Netflix, everyone else is growing. That's okay. Uh, Bravo shows will move from Hulu to Peacock, including Housewives, Below Deck, and What Happens Live. And also all the Bravo shows are going next day to Peacock. I believe that's already started uh also peacock has unveiled a new user interface it looked the same to me and different menu options i will have to check that out uh, but uh, that was another rabbit hole that i got into with um the free part of peacock with the free channels it's i'd rather watch uh, pluto myself but at least they have that and that's available to anyone who wants it okay here we go sinclair um the kind of old TV stations holding on for dear life, but they own Bally Sports and they are going to be launching the Bally Sports Direct to Consumer. It's going to launch this summer with an attractive price point. So if I want to watch the Milwaukee Brewers, because the little missus is a Brewers fan, me, I like baseball. I don't care. The MLB package is fine for me. There's always something to wrap my brain with there. But if we want to watch the Brewers, we would need the uh, Bally Sports app. And they want to charge $19.99 for one team. Oh, we got other programming though, too. Oh. That seems a little high for me. $9.99 would do it because I believe the MLB package has a thing. If you just want a singular team in that $899.99 price range, they might not have that anymore. $12.99, maybe if I had to, $14.99. would be so no. now, the brewer's doing well, and the little misses, but she's on to Paramount Plus right now. <laughs> I don't know if I can tear her away from that. And she's she's learning stuff now, too, because there's the Smithsonian Channel component to Paramount+. Plus. Oh, yeah. It's getting awful, folks. She's learning things. But that's wonderful. So good for you, ballet sports. Uh, Freebie. Prime Video announced upcoming content details with a new America's Test Kitchen, The Next Generation, <gasps> uh, with NFL and Disney programming, even. Interesting. So Freebie. Uh, still haven't checked it uh, Roku. To ramp up content for the Roku channel, and will air original shows from Emerald Lagasse and Martha Stewart. Wow, we're really trying to get that younger generation. <laughs> and uh, there's a time where those two were, you know, I would listen to what they say. Now it's like, okay. Um, another report: Roku is bidding on a minority stake in Stars. Lionsgate, the parent company of Stars, is looking to either get out of it or reduce some of its holdings and all that stuff. So i looked into this and looked at about five years ago or a couple of years ago when CBS and then CBS all access before they merged back with Viacom was looking to buy uh stars and they offered them like $5 billion for it. <laughs> I think they regret that decision. Now I don't think they could get that much for it now, or maybe they could get more. What did Amazon pay for MGM? And that's just for content. Anyway, Uh, If you want to watch the Denver Broncos and the Jacksonville Jaguars live from London at 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, Daylight Time, anyway, uh, you will have to watch on ESPN Plus, the first ever exclusive NFL game on ESPN Plus. The Jacksonville Jaguars, it's a pseudo home for them, London. They always play one game a year there, and they will play the Denver Broncos with Russell Wilson if he's not hurt by that. Amazon Peacock unveiled virtual product placement technology. Okay, this is a touchy subject. This might be something to talk about in greater length, maybe on a live stream or something else. But in the meantime, actually, if you want further details on this subject, I will refer you to cord killers with Tom Merritt and Brian Bushwood. They had a wonderful segment on that, on their latest episode of cord killers. Now what this virtual product placement is, is okay. There's a scene instead of, okay, I, this drove me nuts when we, we watched bones and, Bones and Booth are in a van and there's this like, oh, well, the navigation, this Toyota uh, Sienna here, you know, just direct product placement worked into the script. This is, you have a scene and then there's a table. So everyone's talking, they're running, but on the table, then you, they can digitally enhance. So you put a Coca-Cola can or something there and it could look different in a year or two Some. That's the way I got it again. They talked about it uh, in greater detail and they talk about the pros and cons. And does this mean to be, we'll be China someday, you know, and our minds, you know, are being told what to do and what to get and what to watch and all that stuff. I doubt that it's just one of those things where they, they talked about it already being used. And one of the shows we watched was a uh, leverage redemption. And Lost on me if it was there, and maybe subconsciously, subliminally, <laughs> I'm buying products now that I watched on that. I, I that's possible. I think there was another uh, movie, oh, way back in the 80s, horrible movie, uh, but it had beautiful women in it, and it was called the Looker with Albert Finney and Susan Day. And that was just that thing. They would, they would show you these things and something in their eyes would get into your eyes and you would say, I must buy this product. Or and, they were, and that was the other thing. They were doing it for a political candidate. That was part of the movie. Looker, 1980-ish, 1981. Look that up if you can. Uh, anyway, so is, if it's there and then it's not, <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, uh, T-Mobile to give major discounts on streaming services and devices as part of internet freedom promotion. Now, if you have T-Mobile, hooray. Um, I do. And I just happened to notice when I was going through my subscriptions, there was this thing and I could hit a button to see if I would get a discount on anything. And I didn't qualify for anything. I don't know. Either that's because of the plan I'm on or not. But anyway, so check it out. If you have T-Mobile, maybe you can get a discount on something. I think you get Netflix, and I think you get other things, Apple Music, whatever. Uh, And a couple of headlines here that just came in, just as I started recording. A Redbox has been acquired by the Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment. They are also the keepers of Crackle. So either that gets... We were talking about this earlier. (laughs) Again, this is early days, kids. You know, an HBO Max Discovery type of merger. Does Redbox and Crackle come together to become... Red Crackle, I don't know, or Cracklebox. Ooh, hey, <laughs> don't steal that, guys. Get, get a domain right now, <laughs> cracklebox.com. And then, then finally, uh, YouTube has made a deal for BBC4 content, and that is now available, thousands of hours, available on YouTube. Now, Channel 4 um, is the, believe now, the streaming component of the BBC. So these were things that were just available on streaming, so that means a natural, to me, a natural fit to uh, to YouTube then. So there you have it. And YouTube available on any device you want. Well, <clears throat> Guys, I'm getting a little itchy, a little twitchy. I had to mow my lawn today. I'm a little parched, a little dry here, a little thirsty still. We went from uh, like 40s and 50s in rain to hot, humid, and disgusting outside. So that's my, the fun part of my day. So, but... Uh, Now I'm tired and sore and can get back to my Roku and get back to my streaming. I want to thank you, though, for joining me on Me and My Roku. Today, we are getting dangerously close to 100 episodes. This is 98. And I got the webcam now. I have done some test streaming. So I may do a couple of live streams that I get May do a podcast, make into a podcast then, but just check it out. Uh, YouTube, me and my Roku, and also me and Facebook.com slash me and my Roku. I might do something there as well. Uh, There's already two things up on YouTube. Check it out. The podcast also comes there. So if you want to describe it, oh, wait, did you want a list of where you can subscribe to the me and my Roku? We'll get to that in just a second. (laughs) First of all, I want to thank, Uh, The Internet Archive for providing the bandwidth of this podcast and all my podcasts since 2005. Check out the Internet Archive and all the different games that are on there, too. Check that out today at archive.org. If you would like to know how I get my gift cards for streaming or what are the places that I use, check that out today. Swagbucks.radioaffliction.com. Follow me on Twitter at radioaffliction, at Instagram at Pierre Argyle. Mm, isn't that classy? And if you have comments, questions, or anything along those lines, um, or do you want me on your podcast or anything along those lines, email me at me and my Roku podcast at gmail.com. But the best way, oh, you've been waiting for this. The best way to help this podcast out is to subscribe, and you can subscribe to the Me and My Roku podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, TuneIn, Amazon Music, Ghana, Giasavin, Himalaya, SoundCloud. We love you to uh, YouTube, iHeartMedia, Podbean, Pandora, and Odyssey. And please. Forever and always, I hope you are enjoying you and your Roku as much as I'm enjoying me and my Roku, and I'll be back with you real soon. That's it. It's over. It's all over. I'm ready. That's perfect. 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 Yeah. Look at that beauty. I got a perfect bite here.